0: Billy Reeves here. Welcome to the K-Scope podcast roundup of 2022 in a year where we've seen our artists emerge blinking from the light from the worst of lockdown and we've discussed how they've created during the pandemic and how they see the future of the greatest of all of the human abstracts. Music after the pandemic has it got a future. Let's start with episode 140 where one of our venerable groups tangerine dream the group who essentially invented many of the tropes of electronic music their founder member long gone but with the blessing of his family they continue and this year with an album and a half uh, to release they also introduced us to a new member paul frick how does that work then have you paul have you had any input into material that you're going to be performing live? Have, have, you been, have you gone, you know, I'd really like to do this, or I'd really like to do that, or are you kind of uh, tugging your forelock to everybody else?
1: Oh, luckily the others actually um, listen to me. I mean, they don't ignore me, which is pretty nice. <laughs> Who's talking? <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> no, I mean, there's a, in, in terms of, I mean, I was very lucky to be or I'm still very lucky to be Involved in also in the composition of the new record, it's um, maybe a, it, it still feels a bit surreal because I just came into this world and in this legacy with people who've been doing it for way longer. Um, I never met Edgar, which is crazy. You know, I've listened to so much music, so I'm the only one in this whole thing who doesn't uh, who has never personally met him. Well. Um, I, I guess I guess there's a difference between the new material that's coming out and the older material because um, with the older material I'm basically my first thing is just to learn it and for the gigs we had this year I had to in Poland I had to learn a lot and write down things write down the notes and uh, and that's also such a pleasure and I guess my you know there I'm kind of try to show humility because honestly uh, also the others have way more knowledge about it even though i think i'm it will take years to catch up but i'm at it and um when it comes to new things i guess i'm a w- way more vocal <laughs> you know what i mean just because it's uh, you know in all this big luck that i have to be in this um in this band that i that i love you know in the moment you create new music you also have to be yourself you know there's an end to you also need to think we are just these people in the room treating a legacy but now it's just us and we need to do it so there's also moments where maybe to be yeah to just show humility will not do the job you know you also need to create something new
0: Tangerine Dream featuring new member Paul Frick, that's from Raum and that's called Along the Canal. Now, I spoke to Thomas Anderson from Gaspacho a couple of times this year, a band that are very much uh, used to working remotely and are forward-thinking. Uh, they recorded a concert in The Round at Saint-Croix, which now operates as the only visual representation of what the concert tour was going to be like before it got cancelled, the concert tour supporting their most recent album, Fireworker. I caught up with Thomas to see how all of the Gaspacho boys were at this juncture.
2: As a band, we may have been at it for a while, but we still feel our music is, or our music comes from a, a very serious place, and we take our concepts very seriously. And in that sense, I think we've succeeded very much in this particular case. And I think the versions of the songs that were recorded were also different enough and emotive enough to bring something extra to the table, even if you still haven't gotten tired of the studio album, Fireworker. It allows you to to have a concert in your living room. You can can bring the fans home to your house and you can have a, a thousand people in your living room and it'll still be an intimate, close, small gig. So I think if we continue with this path that we're on, we can use the new technology to make a lot of interesting and new musical experiences that we haven't thought of.
3: Yeah. Um.
0: Aspacho, Hourglass, the fireworking at Saint Croix version, and we'll be hearing from Thomas Anderson later in this podcast. Now, in the summer, K-Scope introduced Alex Lifeson from Rush's new project to the world, Envy of None, featuring Alex, Andy Curran, Alf, Ania Abalini, and vocalist Maya Wynn.
4: I would say that everyone kind of had their own specific job on the record that was pretty much consistent throughout the whole process. Um, Andy and Alf worked on a lot of those original song instrumental ideas together, and they sent me a big folder of them and I just listened to them and looked at the song title and then I would write lyrics and sort of base it on what was already there and Occasionally in a few of the songs, Andy would already have a couple of words or just a, a few short lyric ideas, and that would also help me have an idea of where to take the rest of the song. Um, And then I would copy and paste certain sections of the song that felt like, oh, this is the verse, this is the chorus, and I would extend the instrumental, write out all of the lyrics and vocal melodies, and sort of complete the, the song and send it back. And then they would add more instrumental layers and ideas, and that's usually when Alex would add his guitar layers, and that would just really make it feel full and added all of these textures behind everything that was happening and dancing around everything, and it really just made... The tracks feel really full and beautiful at the end of the process. Um, there were a few songs that had a different process. Um, Alex had a few instrumental tracks that he had already finished and released and for those I just listened to it and looked at the song title and added vocals and lyrics that fit with what was already there um, and then there was one song called Old Strings that I wrote and I had recorded the whole thing already and I just sent it to those guys and they stripped out some of the instrumental layers, simplified it and then just kept the synth layers that I had and my vocals and then added other synths and other instrumental ideas and and the guitars on top of that. And it turned out really beautiful. And I don't really think we had to critique each other throughout the process much. I think it was really that we had already critiqued ourselves (laughs) a lot because we were producing our own sections you know we were all recording and producing in our own studios and we had the time to sort of throw away all of the bad takes and the bad ideas and experiment so that by the time we were sending each other tracks everything was really usually really good.
0: none from their eponymous debut lp that's called old strings now one case gope musician who kind of embraced uh, lockdown and used it as inspiration and a a recharging exercise is marius duda uh, from riverside and lunatic soul
5: i was tired of guitar rock i was tired of prog rock (laughs) i didn't want to continue that i wanted to take some rest from this and lockdown kind of helped me because we didn't have to play live shows. So I, I could be inside my room doing my own stuff like I did 30 years ago. It just reminded me the times when I was locked up in my room as a kid. Uh, so I did already uh, my own private lockdown <laughs> 30 years ago. You know, I was drawing comic books, playing games, listening to a lot of music, mostly from cassette tapes. And what is the most important, I, I was recording my own electronic sounds inspired by Vangelis, Tangent Dream, and Jean-Michel Jarre. So I, I believe that lockdown forced me to remind myself and someone else that that kind of music was my background. I started from that. I grew up on, t- on electronic music. So I wanted to underline this fact that Riverside was not the first experience in my, in my music life.
0: Tried to find some titles of tracks which are solsticey, which are Christmassy, end of yeary. And that's lemon flavoured stars, Marius Dudar from Claustrophobic Universe, part of his lockdown trilogy series of albums. And we spoke to Bruce Sword and Gavin Harrison from the Pineapple Thief a couple of times this year. A band that were going from strength to strength, especially after introducing Gavin on drums just before lockdown. But they worked hard and they're back, back, back. K-Scope released an album called Give It Back, which was rewired versions of the Pineapple Thief material that Gavin had had a hand in. So for our 150th show we spoke to gavin and bruce about the art and spirit of collaboration perfect people to speak to i would have thought with gavin coming into the group and starting to remold some of their material
6: now most songwriters that i've worked with don't like surprises (laughs) they want it to sound very much like their demo hopefully the drums will sound a bit better than their drum machine But don't mess around with it. I don't want it to be drastically different. And Bruce said, oh, I love surprises. So, um, you know, there's other singers and songwriters I've worked with. If I said to them, could you write a third verse... Could you sing some... I'm going to write a middle section. They'd be horrified that you <laughs> yeah, absolutely is it, butchered my creation. Is, this, is what, this is what we're... Because I've spoken to you both
0: individually about each other and I've tried to get you to bance each other and you've both been incredibly nice to each other. None of my journalistic skills worked at all. <laughs> so now I've got you together and we're doing a, a bro-bance podcast. Come on then, Bruce, what is the worst thing about him? No, he comes stomping into your group, giving it the big I am, giving it the lobster, smashing it up.
7: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and you're and you're going, oh no, it's lovely. Oh, I'm just too nice, aren't I? Yes. No, I can't think. I can't think of anything. I have to, you know. We've had quite a few tours, quite a long Mm. time on like a horrible bus in the states, but it was never that bad. Never that bad. How come? I don't know. Why have you?
0: Wow, Gavin, what's the what's the thing that winds you up most about Bruce? Then is it because he's too nice? <laughs> oh, I can he tell won't you, I... New, he, he won't buy a new guitar. Yeah, buy this guitar.
7: There's millions of things that I wind, wind yeah. Gavin up. Yeah, I, I had to
6: Good. talk him into buying a guitar for for I think the first American tour we ever did. I worked on him for about three years to buy a thing called a Variax. Right. Yeah, <laughs> since I met him, since the very first tour. <laughs> Every song, he changed guitar every single song, oh, yeah. and it was a faff, and the oh, guitar... especially
0: for a drummer. You don't change... Don't change no, I don't and change bass drum, drum in
6: between songs, so huh. the guitar tech would come running on with a different guitar every single time. You know, and there'd be mistakes. Bruce would forget to plug it in. He's handed huh. him the wrong guitar in the wrong <laughs> tuning or the wrong pedal board, and I said, hmm. Bruce, you know what? There's this guitar called a Variax, and you can pre-program all these strange tunings that you like right. without actually it's all done electronically oh, right. so it's no, no machine head action there is a machine head, it is a oh, normal okay. guitar, but this very 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 ah, clever, right. intelligent um, electronic system means you can, with a flick of a switch oh,
0: God, it will really come out
6: it will come out in a different with a different tuning um, even oh. though acoustically the guitar is the same in E <gasps> You might be coming out the weird thing, and Bruce was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I said, "You'd save taking about twelve guitars to America if you just bought this bloody thing." And eventually, after a lot of arm twisting, he did buy it. I did.
7: Now, are
8: you
6: yes. now?
0: Right, are you now, Brit?
6: Just about. I mean, as we're speaking, just before you
0: go off to a much postponed tour to far flung places, are you now a successful band?
7: Well, you, we, I, I have this conversation with my best buddy John all the time. He says, like, at what point do you turn around and say, "Yeah, we're successful"? The only the, the danger, the the worry is, is is if you sort of wake up in the morning and and go, "Yeah, that's it. we're it, we we're, we're successful, we've done it." It invites complacency because we're not done yet. We, we're always thinking, right, I want to write better records. I want to write better songs and, and better music. So I'm always really reluctant to go, yeah, yeah, we're successful. But actually, let's, let's just cut the, you know, cut the crap. I think, yes, in answer to the question, yeah, we are. Because we're just, we're touring the world. Um, we're We're playing to big, big, well, you know, relatively big crowds, playing in lovely venues, and, and we can pretty much go to any town or city in the world and we can get an audience.
0: The perfectly titled Boxing Day, the rewired version from Give It Back, The Pineapple Thief, rewired with Gavin Harrison. And Gavin Harrison's uh, former bandmate, uh, Colin Edwin, returned with his ORK project this year. And I think that album is commercial as well. And it's interesting to see how the K-scope acts are slimming things down, making things more accessible. Here's Colin. It's been a great feeling to, to make the record because I feel that
9: my band mates are firing on all four. Yeah, you know, so everyone's sort of at the top of their creative peak, mm. if you like. But not just us; the, the people around us, in terms of like the artwork, yeah, and and the design we've had, and the input we've had from the video designer, um,
0: fantastic ideas knocking around, mm. you know, and, and that's always a good sign. With the disparate influences, that was a that was a statement that was made at the beginning. Okay, we're we're going to we're going to make things tight and neat because if you have to work within a, a small group of rules a small canvas sometimes you have to be more creative
9: no it's definitely the the, the way things just fall about naturally though. Okay. There, there was not a lot of discussion in terms of the music really there's a lot of discussion in terms of things like the mix okay. and and things like that but it's, when it goes to the music we tend to be more or less you know it's quite um immediate there's a word okay. for it. I'm struggling to find the word. But when something just comes out, mm. <laughs> like, I'm, I can't find the word. Okay. Um, Ejaculation? Almost. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's quite spontaneous in yeah. a way. It's spontaneous. We've, we've crafted things, but behind all that is a, is a bit of spontaneity, really. We, we mm. didn't want to overthink everything. <laughs>
0: Museum, ORK, Hope for the Ordinary. That's a kind of Christmassy title, isn't it, if you look at it in a certain way? Now, this year, it's also lovely to see activity from Osric Tentacles and their gaffer, Ed Wynn. How's Ed been doing during lockdown, I wonder? I mean, because Tony Harris at K-Scope, is our mutual friend, of course, I, I don't think I've known him quite as long as you have, but I've known him a long time. And he... He's so evangelical about you, and, and he seems to be on a one-man mission to return you or place you in a very high pantheon of British pop music. Is oh, no, that something really? you're comfortable with?
10: <laughs> Eventually, it might be nice after all these many, many years of hacking away at it. Yeah, it'd be fun. With some, you know whatever either way you know see the thing is with me is I'm very happy either way you know I mean whether I'm successful at this or not I'm still going to keep doing it because it's all I can manage to keep doing really you know um
0: well that's interesting so how would you how would you gauge success because I would say that you have been and continue to be successful doing what you're doing surely
10: yeah I mean for me success is, is is to be comfortable you know really have a roof And a bit of food and friends and family and close people all safe is good enough for success for me, you know.
0: It's nice to see, actually, kind of musicians being spoken about as key workers, you know. And and, and it's interesting that, you know, many of them have second jobs and how difficult it is to tour now. I mean, have you, you know, are you you sort of like living in your sort of Edwin world or have you been kind of touched by that? I mean, obviously you've been touched by the pandemic. Mm -hmm.
10: A little bit, yeah, but I mean, my, my version of the pandemic was the fact that thankfully Tony again at Snapper said, Look, it's okay, you make an album and, and it'll be fine, you know. So that was my pandemic experience. Uh, so, um, so after that, I mean, it's, uh, I don't know, really. It's no, pretty much the bubble retained and it's the same, yeah, yeah. The blue bubble is still intact and uh, it feels pretty much the same as it always has, really. Yeah. Pretty much
0: everybody that I've come across in doing 148 podcasts for K-Scope, basically owns the means of production. Whereas, you know, when I was a lad, you know, you would have to go to a record company. They'd be the venture capitalist. You would have to hire studios. People would talk about warm fuzz and flange. and but you've, but you've pretty much been doing that for a long time.
10: Well, yeah, it used to frustrate me early on when I used to do bits of music for people in studios and I'd see them all there sort of playing about with all these toys and I very much wanted to get my hands on it, you know. On the knobs. Yeah, you know, and having I was sort of not allowed to play with them but I just thought, well, that looks great, you know, and so I thought, well, somehow I'm going to try and wangle this so that I can do this and, and, and not listen to anybody else's ideas and have fun with it myself, you know, and it's been a slow learning life journey, learning how to get finer and finer details and, and closer to what I want to have
0: on myself. I, I, I always suspected that so much of that kind of Argo was bullshit. Dear friend, the lovely Ed Wynn from his K album, Tumbling Through the Floatyverse, that's entitled Star Seeds, which I guess we all are. Now, with all the talk of getting uh, to Europe and musicians uh, getting around uh, post Brexit, John Gom, of course, is a one man band. I mean, talking of in out referendums, it, it amuses me. <laughs> it, I, it amuses, I mean, obviously, that's, you know, it's, it's such a big thing amongst. Musicians and people who have to travel now with carnets and gear and and all yeah. sorts and all sorts of problems and it amuses uh-huh. always amuses me to see a photograph of you on a
11: plane with a guitar in the seat next to you. So yeah. is it, is it, i don't know whose guitar that is it's just a coincidence <laughs> every time i get on a plane it's just a guitar sat next to me really weird i do take it They do take the, it the geezer from i mean nobody the, seems to yeah nobody the, seems to put, put yeah, their but, arm up and say it's there so i just yeah, wonder the, yeah. yeah it's it's odd i always pay for a seat um yeah it's if i can it's not always reasonable to do that but often it's not really any more expensive because so you've got to pay extra to put it in the hold anyway and um it's uh you just know that it's safe you know that it's not going to get smashed or lost and you know it's like people say oh you only travel with one guitar which again is quite unusual because a lot of people travel with two guitars almost as like a redundancy system <laughs> do you know what i mean so i don't need to do that because i've got the one gu- i only got one but it's not going to spontaneously combust you know I, I don't need to worry about it breaking it's going to be fine so it's um yeah, it, it, I think it's kind of economically actually makes a reasonable amount of sense to do it. But uh, yeah, I do get funny looks, but I'm so used to it now. I'm so used to it now. Like I have to ask for the um, if because you have to belt it in, right? You have to seat, put a seatbelt around it, and if it doesn't fit, you have to get the uh, extra extension that you use if you've got um, like a baby on your lap or whatever. <laughs> so uh, so you have to get ask the ask them for the special extension one time. One time. I was on jet two, right? And it's a, it's a, which flies as far as I know, only out of Leeds, Bradford airport. And it's just really for, it's really just for holidaymakers and they do like package holidays, but I was it just happened to be the best flight for me to get. So they, they I'm one of the few airlines where, you know, you get on the plane and the cabin crew have never seen anybody with an instrument before on a plane and they don't know what to do. So, and Depending on who, I I know what to do. I can explain all the rules of where it needs to go. It's not allowed to be on the emergency exit. It has to be by the window. There's all these different rules and things, right? But some people don't like having the rules explained to them if it's their job to know the rules. You know, they could take against it no matter how kindly you try to do it. So this one guy got really stressed and annoyed by my guitar and was telling me that I had to put it like in the hold and i said no i don't have to do that it's got a seat and he got so it was getting really he was getting really stressed and in the end he got a baggage handler to come up and tie it using these kind of tow rope looking things you tie it to the seat and he used about three of these ropes and tied kind of some kind of big boy scout knots in the rope so i just sat and patiently watched him do that and uh, and then I did say to the, to the steward after after the you know the baggage handler left the plane, I said, "Is there somebody who's going to be able to untie this when we land? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able yeah, to do it." Yeah, mate. No, kni- no knives on board to cut it <laughs> well, out. It was really uh, that was a weird one. But there's always there's always been yeah you know, uh, weird yeah things I, lo- like I
0: love the I love the fact that it's got to go in the window seat. Lovely rich black vinyl edition of John Gom's album. The faintest idea came out this year from that. That's entitled Swallow You Whole, which probably isn't referencing Brussels sprouts. Go to JohnGom.com J-O-N-G-O-M-M for a beautifully shot video of his entire performance in Montreux this year and also in January and February he's offering one-to-one guitar lessons online and we return to probably my favourite interviewee Thomas Anderson now as well as fireworking at Saint Croix Gazpacho have been releasing Half Speed Masters of some of their back catalogue this year a chance to talk to Thomas about what half-speed masters are, but the conversation, as it often does with Thomas, took a little bit of a tangent toward both of our fascinations with the future of music and creativity, specifically artificial intelligence.
2: My problem with AI is it's, it's sort of given me a scare regarding the creative process, because if a machine can do it, When I grew up, or when we grew up, there was the the idea of the romantic, starving artist. We all thought that, you know, you had this starving, depressed genius, you know, writing something in an attic in Paris somewhere with with a baguette under his arm and two bottles of red wine with candles in them. And now I listen to some of the AI music. I can't remember what the site is called. I think it's called Area. And I, I put, what what you, what you can do is you can put your own tunes in there and it'll make something based on the mood or based on whatever it bases things off on. And I put a gazpacho song in there from the Fireworker album and it created a really beautiful piece. It still, it didn't beat the piece I put in there, but maybe in two weeks it will. And that kind of got me thinking, well, why in the hell are we spending our lives putting all this energy into making stuff when the machine can generate it in two seconds, you know, probably in a short while. And it, it felt also, I've been working on a novel. I'm thinking of writing a book. I have an excellent idea. So I've been, I've been dabbling with that. And I downloaded one of the, it's Grammarly. I don't know why. I think it's just because I'm an idiot when it comes to the, The little signs, what do they call Apostrophes? Yeah, I I still don't know how to do punctuation on these keyboards. I'm too stupid. So in order to get the punctuation right, I downloaded Grammarly, and I looked at some other AI writing tools, and in one of them, I could write the first sentence, or I could write the plot of my idea for the novel, and the damn thing wrote two pages, and it was pretty good. And if I wanted to... I I already know that there are are people releasing AI-written books on Amazon uh, and and they make simple, I don't know, romance novels or whatever the hell it is, but this has created for me almost a sense of not really knowing where all this is going and not liking it one bit, which is weird because you would think that the creation of great music, great books, great art, hell, go for it. I mean, we we can never have too much but i'm it's that old romantic idea of of the the genius artist i think like certain classical pieces of music become so much better when you know who wrote it and when they were written and why they were written and what it's supposed to be about and if if someone said this is an ai spat it out you know in 2 minutes something is lost which which doesn't make sense because the piece of music will be identical but something is still lost, and I don't know what, what is lost. So thanks for having this chat with me. I hope you weren't offended by my drinking of my soda stream.
0: No, that's not, I'm, of course I'm not. I would tell you if I was offended. I have become
2: addicted to bubbly water. Yeah. <laughs> did you know that it's that not was... It's giving you wind. Did you even... No, no, they, no, it doesn't. No, 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 nothing <laughs> comes out of anything. <laughs> did you know that this was an addiction thing? I had no idea.
0: Anything can be an addiction thing. Perhaps you've got an addictive personality.
2: Yeah, I do actually.
0: I do. Yeah, you're kind of like making. You're putting. Th- you're putting things in order because there's so much disorder. That's what you're doing. There. Yeah. If I drink this, everything will be okay, man.
2: Yeah, it has to be.
0: <laughs> it's lovely to speak to you. Tom. Please give my love to the rest of your group and tell me what that is. You've got one minute. Tell, tell me what this, this thing behind you is.
2: Rustic art from Latvia. Bought by my my mother when she was there to go on a spa when she was suffering from cancer. Wow! And now that she has passed away and is visiting the heavens, then we hung this up here because it's perfect to insulate against echoes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She's looking after you.
2: She is even even from beyond the grave. She still continues to to help and insulate. But I. I love this kind of rust. I love rustic folk art. I'm a big folk music, folk art, you know, folk costume buff. I'm one of these. Uh, you know, if people didn't know me better, they'd think I was one of these nationalist types. But I'm not. <laughs> I'm totally not.
0: Spacho from the half-speed master of March of Ghosts. That's entitled Gold Star. And a gold star from myself, Billy Reeves, to you for listening to the Case scope podcast, supporting all these wonderful independent artists. Do please like, subscribe and comment wherever uh, you may find us. And I'm reminded that Envy of None uh, released a seven-inch single uh, for Ukraine, for the UNHCR, and... There's still copies of it available, uh, so Google. And also, that Tesseract have a couple of tracks on Bandcamp for the Regrowth Disasters Emergency Committee, the Tesseract Regrowth EP. And if you are on Bandcamp, do please uh, treat yourself to some K Scope wares with your record tokens that you got for Christmas. Early next year we'll be looking forward to new albums from Clone and new signing Empire and also the new album from Tesseract and we're going to be speaking to the Tesseract boys uh, through the winter and the spring. So to finish then from the regrowth AA side available on Bandcamp, Tesseract Hollow, ta-ta and have a good one. (laughs)